Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Good evening, Maurice. How are you? I am much better this week. I, yes. <laughs> you know, have slept the past couple of days, so I'm in a much better place today than last week. What about Great. You? I am glorious. I am blissful. I'm happy. I'm great. I'm just, I'm, I'm good. I'm not dramatic. I'm just, I, I had a perfect weekend and a perfect Monday for a number of reasons. But tell me about your weekend. I mean, I spent the weekend doing the same thing everybody else did. So maybe we should kind of just jump into our drinks this week and then kind of recap. Okay. That. All right. Let's, let's do that. What is so your what weekend? This oh. week. I'll go. I'll go. This week, I am calling this one a bitter end. Because, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. So I found this like bitter lemon, like syrup at Whole Foods, and it's okay. um, it has like some kind of like tree bark and bitter lemon and like fermented lemon or something like that. But um, they make this syrup out of it, and so. You can mix it with, I mix mine with gin. Oh, not gin, vodka. You're supposed to mix it with gin, but I did vodka with mine. And okay. then some um, some um, club soda. Lovely. So pretty, pretty um, simple recipe. It's very sour, like bitter, not sour, but like bitter. And like nice. a, hint of, a hint of sweet, but it's good. What about you? It looks tasty. I'm having a dump trump teeny. Um, it is a gin based martini with um like a half a shot well like a half a shot of aperol well i made like a couple so a full shot of aperol the vodka and then a Mm -hmm. little bit of campari okay Mm, tasty very tasty (laughs) you see you see see that color we don't got to see that color no yeah mine's mine's a little Kind of the same. <laughs> Great minds. He both made orange yeah. drinks. It tastes yeah. so sweet. Very, very good. And sour. <laughs> you know, it's been uh, sour the past, you know, four years, but, you know, we mm-hmm. are coming to the end of that very soon. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so let's talk about it. Where were you when you heard? I was on the phone with my mom. So. Uh-huh. My mom and I usually have our, we call it like our, our coffee date, like on the weekend. So Saturday morning, Sunday morning, we always um, call each other around the same time. And so mm-hmm. I hadn't really talked to her like much this week, like aside from like texts. And so we got on the phone probably around like 9 a.m. <laughs> and so then my mom likes to talk. And so every like probably 30 minutes she'll be like all right i'm gonna let you go but i'm just gonna tell you one more thing and then that takes like another 30 minutes mm-hmm. and so like we kept repeating that so around like 11 30 we were talking she's like i just don't know when they're gonna announce this election and i was like well i was like they're waiting for the philadelphia results to drop and as soon as they drop they're gonna announce it and right. literally as soon as i said that because we both had CNN on at the same time. And so uh-huh. I, mute, I always mute mine because there's like a little delay, like an audio delay. Hers is right, like a few right. seconds behind mine. And so 
Um, CNN's on, I'm sitting there watching it and it projects on the screen like Wolf Blitzer and they're like, you know, Joe Biden elected president, we can project the winner. And I was like, oh, and my mom's like, what, what's wrong? <laughs> and then like three seconds later, it played on her screen and she just started screaming, <laughs> like hollering. And uh, it was such a feeling, like such a good just, feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were you? Unfortunately, um, well, not unfortunately, but I've, I've started this new little passion project called Clove Catering, and I'm doing charcuterie boxes. Mm -hmm. So I, I was dropping off charcuterie boxes to some customers, and I was driving back towards um, my boyfriend's place, and I was like going around the circle at the art museum to go down the Ben Franklin Parkway. Mm -hmm. And it was eerily quiet. I was like, there was not a biker, a jogger, no one was out. And I was like, how come, like, there's no activity in the city? I was like, I bet you everyone's at home glued to CNN. Yeah. Literally, like, as soon as I had that thought, like, why is no one outside? My boyfriend called me like, we won, we won. And I was like, he's like, they called it for Joe Biden. And I was super mm -hmm. excited. But I was like, damn, I wish I was like there to see it when it happened so that kind of like drove like past the convention center like through chinatown oh no man but there was no traffic like it was again quiet and you know like got to my boyfriend's place we're all like hugging and like i'm watching the news i'm watching van jones i'm watching uh, no man <laughs> like, you know, we'll get to her later <laughs> i like watching everything happen and i'm just like i know it sounds crazy but i just felt like a sigh of relief because the week leading up to these results mm -hmm. was really stressful uh, for me. Um, I don't usually have issues with insomnia, but like Tuesday night, I did not have a good feeling about everything. You know, I'm Debbie Downer, and like the Wednesday you night, were Thursday night, because... I was just not in a good headspace. And then I was I was watching CNN literally 24 hours all day. My productivity at work was way down just because I could not, I was obsessing. I was running calculations in Excel. I was trying to figure it out. Like, Oh, you ain't that proficient, girl, with the Excel form. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not that good at math, you know. <laughs> I, still, right. I still count all my fingers. <laughs> right. But, um, like, I would wake up in the middle of the night, like, to just see, like, did he win? Did he win? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, I can rest now. Yeah. So well, that was like, great. even going, so like, like you said, Tuesday, night um i think most people were expecting you know it to be a long longer process but i think people were still hopeful that they were gonna be able to call something or we'd be in a, like a better place to understand the numbers on mm -hmm. tuesday night right. um i took like two melatonin and my sleepy time tea and i still <laughs> could not sleep at all like i woke right. up like it was almost every hour like on the hour like checking 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 and then right. wednesday like i just should have called out a word or like nobody was productive they should have probably just closed the office because like we're everyone's on the on the on the zoom meeting or the we use microsoft teams on the team meeting right. but you can tell they're like looking at their phone like no one's paying attention everyone's just hitting refresh refresh refresh, refresh. <laughs> <laughs> and so then Wednesday night comes, still no projector. You know, Thursday night, mm -hmm. still nothing. And, you know, it just became this thing. Like, 
the longer it went on, the more people were probably, I know my family was, was thinking the clown is going to do something to like mm-hmm. feel the results. Cause you know, we knew on the day of more Republicans were going to vote in person. They count those first in most right. places. The um, yeah. So like the tallies were up, especially in Pennsylvania, cause he was up by like 600 and maybe 50,000 yes. at one point. And I'm looking at the numbers like, hold up, something is not right. And then, you know, we knew that more Democratic votes were going to be counted later. And he already claimed victory on on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Wednesday, yeah. And it was like 2.30, I believe, or something like that. And, like, Twitter was like, no, ma'am, you can't, you can't be doing that. Like, these results aren't, you know projected yet and just the longer it went on i think more people were just getting frustrated getting nervous getting anxious and it was just i don't know it was a lot it was a lot and then when fox like called arizona for the clown the orange person no no for biden i'm sorry they called it for biden but the orange person was like that that was wrong and you know, it was a lot of hesitation because people were waiting for, like, once Biden got to, like, 253. Right. And then Fox and the Associated Press called it for Biden. So he really only needed Nevada, Nevada right. to get to 270. But then there was a controversy with them calling Arizona early. So then I feel like there was some kind of, like, behind the scenes, people were just waiting for Pennsylvania mm-hmm. because that would have put biden way up you know above the 270 they wouldn't it would kind of negate that controversy with the arizona and it just it just seemed like that kind of extended it a bit further Mm -hmm. than it should have gone probably i feel like if arizona hadn't done that then we would have known probably wednesday or thursday Mm -hmm. they probably would have called pennsylvania it dragged the situation out longer mm-hmm. than it needed to be. Yeah. But yeah. um I was happy. I was totally prepared for them to call it like prime time, like Saturday evening. See, I um, thought they were gonna do Friday evening. Right. I thought they were gonna wait for Friday evening. And because you know, the new their ratings was like through the roof because everybody's watching it. Right. Everybody. Like, come on, drag this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but but yeah after we found out like we were just sitting on the couch watching and the news was like playing like you know washington dc new york philadelphia mm-hmm. and we're like wow the convention center's down the street so like you know my boyfriend it was his first time you know he became an american a few years ago so it's his first time voting in a presidential election and um he was just really excited you know especially to have voted in Philadelphia and it had such it played such an integral part in that orange person's defeat I think it was really exciting for the city Mm -hmm. uh so he's like you know he's like let's go down there and I was like oh no man it's okay about it but we went uh that ain't stopped you before (laughs) girl come on I have not been around masses of people like that I mean it was lots of people out in the street just dancing um and having a block party almost but i went out had my mask on we kind of like just walked through the streets we felt the energy in the air 
and the Rona. We went and had lunch. Now see y'all doing the most. And had a celebratory cocktail and then took our asses back home. Yeah. To see the speeches. Huh? Yes. So we had like a um a little, you know, I was like, oh, you know, let's we had like a little picnic planned on like the pier and then we went back and like watched the speeches. Because I was at the same time, like also being out by the convention center, there was this almost like a standoff between the Trump supporters and the Biden mm-hmm. supporters. Yeah. And the Trump supporters were hot. And I was trying to take in the moment, the historical moment, you know, Kamala made history. It was just, I felt like the feeling of the crowd was just so joyous, but it also felt like relief. It felt like the country or the city took a collective, <laughs> the world. Like, sigh of relief yeah and like just like a weight was lifted um so that felt good to feel that community amongst people especially since we haven't had it in a long time because mm-hmm. coronavirus but um after that like first hour hour and a half of pure excitement and joy kind of like doom set in after i kind of saw the trump supporters and it was just not doom per se but it was just like be vigilant because you know these people are crazy and they might try stuff and I just didn't want to be out at night and I felt like I had enough for the day but we did go back to the house we just like watched the speeches and it was just really nice I kind of just sat and took it all in I mean I'm happy for Biden but I'm I cried for Kamala to me that was super 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 special it almost felt more special to me than Obama um yeah I think um as as happy as I am that Joe Biden won. I think my excitement is is more focused on the history that Kamala is making. And I think, you know, usually I don't remember like the acceptance speeches or the victory speeches or whatever. So maybe that's mine. But I don't think the vice president elect gets that much time to speak no. usually. And Never. They, they did not let Sarah Palin give a speak at the concession <laughs> speech. But well, that's a concession speech. I mean, a, a right. victory speech. But, oh, Sarah Palin speech. didn't okay, win. But um, right. so I'm thinking that, yeah, usually. so I think they usually just, you know, they welcome to, to the stage and then they might, you know, introduce the president-elect. But mm-hmm. the gravity of the moment, the historic nature of Kamala Harris, you know, write her name down in history because mama did that. And I think them giving her almost, it seemed like almost as much time as they gave to Biden. And Mama came out and had a nasty cream-colored suit with a satin Mm -hmm. and a bow. It wasn't white, though, because it's it's after Labor Day. Yeah. And (laughs) she came out and she gave an amazing speech. Like, amazing, amazing, amazing speech. The best speech I saw her give. Um, yeah, it was good. Like she talked about, you know, her mom and um, the generations of women, especially Black women, who are the, you know, the backbone of the Democratic Party, and right. they saved this election. Surely did, surely did. And I think that that's something that, like, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to talk about later as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's. It was nice to have that verbal recognition. Yeah. Because it was because of cities like Detroit 
like Atlanta, like Philadelphia, that are majority black cities that we were able to pull this through, that we were able to flip three, um, you know, states and or two possibly states five. You know, we we still wait. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. But like, you know, we were able to flip. <laughs> yeah. And that's major, major, and like they have a lot of electoral votes. It's not no you know little three vote state. It's a, mm-hmm. it's, it was a major change. And I think it's also just a testament to, you know, Joe Biden, he's the only person to have run on tickets with African-American people. And if you look yeah. at the Democratic Party specifically in the past 20 years, it seems, you know, Kerry Edwards, um, Clinton and Kane, was that his name, Kane? I forget, mm-hmm. yeah. Like they just weren't able to win. And I think that that enthusiasm from communities of color and also tapping into women of color really propelled it forward. And not to give us, you know, clout, but we said back in 2019 in May that this would be the ticket and that's and that Biden and Harris would be our president and vice president. And look, right. yeah. I think we that people want to see that change. That. We did, we called it. <laughs> yeah. But I think it also speaks to, because at multiple times, um, there was that recognition that, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder later, but there was uh, multiple recognition that Black women came out, organized, got everybody together, except for Beyonce, she waited a bit too late, Um, got got the people voting, 91%. Of black women voted for Joe Biden. Um, he was bamming on that t- on that podium. Yes, he's like the black community has so always black supported community. me. Yeah. So even going back to Jim Clyburn, South Carolina primary, Jim Clyburn got everybody in formation and was like, "Listen, we're gonna back Joe Biden. Y'all need to get in line and right. support, you know, Joe Biden and his electability because." He came through. Right. And he said, I will have your back. Yeah. To the African-American community. It was just, it was nice. It was just, yes, that's the one I was talking about. That's the shirt. That's the Black people shirt. Yeah. I have my <laughs> Blacks with Joe Biden shirt. Yes. Right here too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, um, it was a moment. It was a moment. And it was. But just the historical yeah. nature. I mean, Kamala was the first of many, the first Black yeah. woman, the first Jamaican woman, the first Indian American woman, the first HBCU grad, mm-hmm. the first, you know, uh, member of Alpha Kappa Office of Already Incorporated. Like, it's just tick, 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 tick. Like, she's just, yeah. to me, it felt special because I kind of was just reflecting after she won the next day, like, when the excitement kind of, like, quelled and I'm like okay this mm-hmm. is actually real this is our vice this is our president elect and our vice president elect I was like it's great that my nieces and nephews will get to grow up in a world where seeing a black woman someone who looks like my niece or my niece could say looks like her or whatever mm-hmm. it's not odd or it's not unfathomable it's like right. just normal mm-hmm. and that just that to have that different outlook on the world changes so many things for so many kids yeah yeah it's so important that's important and that's amazing so yeah i'm like beyond excited yeah me too yeah yeah the only um so the only like 
kind of disappointing thing is that you know we were expecting like the blue wave and like the senate and the house representatives but it kind of didn't happen um jamie harrison in south carolina was going up against lady g lindsey graham and mm. <laughs> lady g <laughs> was I mean, he did a lot as far as like fundraising and and getting people, um, you know, getting the attention to the race. But you know, he, he ended up losing by like double digits. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe down the road he's gonna. Maybe well, isn't there later. isn't there a runoff in Georgia? There's two. Like there's two, right? With John yeah. Ossoff and and Purdue. Purdue and. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Is it Warnock? Um, yeah, Raphael Warnock and Kelly Loeffler. Loeffler. I think her name is Kelly. I can't remember. She's Karen to me, but Uh-oh. she's the rich white lady who um, bought all that stock in like the Corona stuff. She sounds like that other rich white lady that sent that, that forged her daughter's. Um, oh, Lori Loeffler. Yeah. Laughlin, maybe Laughlin, yeah. Laughlin. I get confused. Yeah, yeah, same, yeah. Same. Same <laughs> but, but it's still an exciting time. Like we didn't quite get there. Um, depending on how those runoffs go in January, there's a potential to have like a fifty-fifty split in the Senate, mm-hmm. and then Kamala being vice president would have to, you know, vote for any tiebreak. So, right. Best case is it will be fifty-fifty in the Senate. We still have the House. Democrats still have the House of Representatives. So right. potentially, you know, we could be in and a I, good place. And I hope that there's um, excitement in Georgia. I know that, you know, Stacey Abrams worked really hard to help register over 800,000 people uh, to vote and get those votes to be Democratic ones. Um, I hope that there's an energy, specifically in swing states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, um Arizona that like flipped this election mm-hmm. also Wisconsin flipped right yeah yeah mm-hmm. so I, I I think that at least with Georgia specifically when it comes to these two runoffs or Senate seats that there's still this sub- excitement and that when these elections happen I believe when do they happen in December or Jan- January? Mm, January January yeah, January 5th yeah. so when they happen in January I hope it like there's some sustained excitement after the holidays like our vote does count our vote can have impact our vote change things mm-hmm. like I, I just don't know how to sustain that excitement through the holiday yeah. season and into the new year usually it doesn't last um the example they give is that there is a, a runoff race and the democrat finished in the the you know the first election like three points behind the mm-hmm. republican candidate and then you know they have the, the runoff in the January, a few weeks later, a few months later, and he finished like 15 points behind. So Democrats, they kind of fall off, but I think given the attention and the energy that was in this election, more people mm-hmm. voted in this election than have voted, you know, in any election. Um, right. So I think the energy is gonna still be going because so much is at stake as far as the Senate, so. Right, right. So yeah. Well- we shall see. It was, yeah, it, was we'll... it was a perfectly exciting weekend. It was just yeah. happy. I'm still like yeah. on a on a cloud. Yeah. Yes. So I want to propose a little game with you. 
okay. on, this, on this political team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how like the straight boys play fantasy football? Mm-hmm. We're going to play fantasy captain. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, we're not gonna sit here and go through every like no, no, no. like twenty six cabinet positions. Just the ones that you like can think of, because I can probably only think of a handful, and people who you think should like fill those seats. Okay. Could fill those seats, and then because because we prophesized, <laughs> and we and, and, and we were correct. I think that we might be correct in some of our cabinet. Some of them, probably. Some of them. All right, do you want to go first, or shall I? Um, you go. Okay. So what are you going to do? Like name the position and then? Yeah, I want to name the position and then okay. name the, like, cabinet member. Okay. So I think that Elizabeth Warren is Secretary of the Treasury. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um because he don't feature Elizabeth Warren like that. <laughs> like, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, especially because they're trying to build these bridges with these progressives, but girl, and that binder full of plans, no ma'am. You can't work out that math in Massachusetts because you finished third, honey. And we <laughs> don't need you doing that. Like, I know she has a lot of plans with, like, the, you know, she want to take on the big banks and all that, but girl, you need to take on them clothes you're getting from Talbot's. Uh, Talbot's <laughs> is a good store. <laughs> you need to upgrade to like at least Ann Taylor, honey. Come on. That Talbot's blazer. Is, Talbot's is better than Ann Taylor. What you talking? Oh, okay. At I'm least you need to Taylor, I'm sorry. Uh, Ann Taylor right. Law. <laughs> Or she need to work out something with them ears because her ears are way too big. I'm a professor in economics. He's really, really smart That's when it true. comes to money and things. And I was going to recommend her for education, but she don't have the range. So. No, not but I was like, she needs to forgive these student loans because after handling the coronavirus, that's a really important topic to me. Specifically. Yeah. I would more so say Andrew Yang for Treasury mm. because he's Asian and he's good at the math. Like he said, he Don't said that. that he said that, that at the debate. He said that at the debate. He said well, he it. can say that, but you can. I'm just paraphrasing, <laughs> quoting him. That's what he okay. said. Because okay. when he did say that, I was like, ooh, you can't be saying that. But, I mean. He's in the group. He can make fun of himself. Yeah, yeah. So I would say Andrew Yang. He's um, He was giving away the free money to them people. I would say Andrew Yang, Secretary of the Treasury. Okay. All right, now you go. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's do the big one. Secretary mm-hmm. of State. Susan Rice. Uh, I don't think she would get confirmed. Well, there might be a whole issue with confirmation, especially if the Senate yeah. controls it. The, the Senate is controlled yeah. by Republicans. Yeah, yeah. But there may be a legal workaround. We're not going to get deep into that on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but we're fine. I mean, I she, she is the most experienced. She would. She is actually my top choice for Secretary of State. 
Um, but I just don't know if that Benghazi stuff is going to come back. Um, they were interviewing her like over the past week because, you know, her son is a very staunch Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I could see it for her. Like, I, th- I do feel like Biden's cabinet is going to be like a greatest hits from the Obama cabinet. Oh, so really I do feel like it's going to be some cut and paste going on in that. So I'm going to say Susan Rice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's another big one? Attorney General. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Attorney General. See, actually, I thought Kamala would be a great Attorney General due to her prosecutorial Mm -hmm. experience, but she's the Vice President. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Sassy. (laughs) But outside of Kamala, um, I'm trying to think of who has a law degree that has some prosecutorial mm. experience. It's not Miss Abrams. I actually don't know. Let's just well, go back to Loretta Lynch. She was <laughs> a great AG. Yeah. Until she met um, Bill Clinton on that plane. Ooh. Like, no man, you could do it that. Are we thinking of the same person? Wasn't they on the plane? No, Loretta Lynch is a black lady. She served as Attorney General briefly before um Eric um Holder. Yeah, Holder. Yeah. So we're, mm-hmm. we're I think it was, I think Loretta was on that plane. Um, okay. So for Attorney General, who is the chief um so I was thinking Amy Klobuchar. For the longest time because oh yeah she'd be good however she was on cnn uh, i want to say at least once or twice this past week and you know they they asked all the people that they were um bringing on you know like the previous um candidates who were running mm-hmm. against Joe Biden. they kept bringing them on because they ain't got nothing but free time now um mm-hmm this week to like talk to them and say, oh, you know, would how would you feel if, if they approached you? Have they approached you to talk about a cabinet position? Which one would you want? And, you know, would you accept any position if you were, if you were asked? And they brought um, Amy Klobuchar on, who was, I believe she was the front runner to be, maybe not front runner, but I believe the decision was between Amy Klobuchar and Kamala Harris. I think that was the choice. And then the George, George Floyd, Floyd off. girl, it was like, no ma'am. But I felt like she was going to be the, if she wasn't offered VP, then it, she would be offered attorney general. That makes sense, actually. But she was on CNN and she said, you know, I'm, and, it, you know, it was a very po- political answer. And she was like, you know, I'm very happy doing what I'm doing now. And, you know, if asked, I would, I would love to, but, you know, I, my focus now is, on you know being a senator and blah 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 blah, but girl, you ain't gonna turn that down. No, you're not. So the top lawyer in the country, the top right. prosecutor in the nation, right. girl, you're gonna take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Amy. That's a good one. Um, other big like roles are like Homeland Security. We already did state. Um, I can't think of anything Homeland Security like military stuff. I'm not good with. I don't know those people. But well, who I that, think would be good. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I think for like the, the um 
uh, Veterans Affairs should be Tammy Duckworth. Yeah, my I think um, she should get it. Yeah, Tammy Duckworth is the Asian woman. She was um, I forgot where she served, but right. she lost both of her legs. Yes, um, and has you know sustained injuries from that from her time in service. So Veterans Affairs, she was on the short list to be vice president. Oh, um, wow. But I do think Veterans Affairs is a good look for her. The other person they were talking about, that would be Pete, Mayor Pete. Right, yeah. Because he, yeah, but I feel like Miss Pete is gonna be the UN ambassador. Yes. Because he speak like 57 languages, he, <laughs> you know, has that international experience, and Miss Pete was coming for all them girls on Fox News, honey. He was got she? them all the way together. Yeah, you didn't see any of his interviews. Not with like correspondence. Oh, okay. No, no. Miss Pete was reading them girls for fit for filth. He was letting them have, and I was I gained so much respect for Miss Pete in them interviews because he was just. <laughs> He wasn't here for it at all. <gasps> he got <laughs> he got them all the way together. I don't think he's the mayor of South Bend anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, he was like in Chicago or he was somewhere else and somewhere else. Okay, he, he has outgrown Indiana. He wants to make it in the big city. He wants to go down to D.C. and hang with the girls. He oh. wants to go to Nelly's brunch. He wants to go to JR's. He wants to hang with the girls in D.C., honey. He wants to go to the firehouse. <laughs> What's that, um, that bar? The fireplace? The fire, yeah. <laughs> Not the firehouse. The fireplace. Is that still open? Uh, probably not in this room. In this closet. Yeah. Right. yeah Does he want to go to, to Secrets? I don't know. I, I also... Let me stop. Um, 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 one more. Do you think, due to all the work that she did in Georgia, getting people okay. registered to vote, mm-hmm. do you think that um, your girl, Miss Abrams, will get a cabinet position? Stacey Abrams, they can write Stacey Abrams a blank check and say, girl, what do you want? Because <laughs> it's yours. I know she would be happy with an edible arrangement and a gift card. <laughs> A gift card to Cheesecake Factory, but girl, Miss Abrams could have any cabinet position she wants. Anyone. I, I don't like know you, which one she'll get because I don't really know. Honestly, fairly, I don't know too much about her and her expertise and her background. Hmm. That's why I felt like she could be AG, but I was like, I don't know if she's at that level. But oh. I think that people are talking about her being the chair of the DNC. Oh, uh, no. I think that's a bit limiting. And if she has future aspirations for any office, I feel like that would, people would feel like biased because you don't see Donna Brazile out here trying to be nothing but a correspondent. But I feel- And and Michael Steele used to be the Republican chair of the um, RNC. RNC, Yeah, it's not not a position where you Mm -hmm. go if you have political aspirations. Yeah. I do think she will get a cabinet position though. Oh, for sure. It's just which one. Yeah, it's like, like transportation, <laughs> like you interior, know. you know, something easy, girl. Something like <laughs> where you can go to all the meetings, but she really got to yeah, work. Yeah, but you don't got to, <laughs> yeah, you just got to show up. I could actually <laughs> even see her as like, <sighs> no, that's not her. I don't know, but she's going to be something. 
And she's yeah, going to be involved. Sure. Yeah. She is, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a lot of Black women in this. Like, because Black women carried us through this selection. I feel like Keisha Lance Bottoms might get, like, HUD or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she is from Atlanta. Well, I could see that last <laughs> <laughs> They got low-income luxury housing down there, girl. Honey. She knows low-income luxury housing. She's like all of the um, like uh, low-income luxury housing in America. Go ahead, Miss Bottoms. Uh, Keisha, Keisha going to have the hood together. Okay, that, that's my speaking. Pick. Speaking of hood, you see, um, Ben Carlson got the Rona. He got the Rona child. child. He got it allegedly at an um, at- election watch party at the White House. The one on Tuesday. What kind of security they got? Stuff, oh, Curdy. See, mm-hmm. oh, mess. And rest in peace, Herman Cain, because he got it down so, at that rally down in Tulsa. You know, um, ben Carson, what type of treatment? You about to get that Herman Cain treatment? You're not going to get the um the new Pfizer vaccine that's ninety percent effective allegedly. You're not going to get the um the therapies and the treatments that yeah the orange thing got. Going to yeah. get um, the Ben Carson treatment. Yeah. You know, may the odds be in your favor. <laughs> Good luck, girl. <laughs> <Good> um, <laughs> Secretary of Education, it can be anybody. I am more qualified than Bessie Davos. <laughs> Bye, Bessie so, It could be anybody. But you know, I do want to be Bessie Davos because I do want to be drunk and falling off my yacht into mm-hmm. the water. Did you ever see that picture of her? Like when she got drunk and fell off her yacht? No. I'm qualified for that. <laughs> you do that on the regular. You ain't even got no yacht. You be falling off the sidewalk. <laughs> but you know what? I do it well. Uh, I, I wouldn't say often. that. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Often, yes. Well, not so much. <laughs> um, but I think Secretary of Education, Jill um, Biden, is the professor. So I think she's going to give a lot of input to that. A lot of input. But she can't yeah, can she be because first can. lady is like a position in and of itself, right? Yeah, yeah. Would it she be a conflict is, of interest? Technically, no. I mean, she said she is still going to teach um, at least one class a semester. Right. Um, at like a, a visiting professor. Like a, yeah, at like a community college as well. Right. Like North um, North Virginia Community College or something like that. Okay. But, but she actually um, would, she would be great for that position. And you know, yeah. in Game of Thrones, you know, if Francis could run on a ticket with his wife, I don't see why she could do this. What? You remember Game of Thrones with Kevin Spacey or is he totally canceled? That was not Game of Thrones. That's a Game of Thrones? Oh my God. What was it called? House of Cards. House of Cards. <laughs> it was my and Game you- of Thrones. <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. How Although Jill, Jill was the first second lady to have a paying position while she was in office. Oh. Yeah. Okay. She got multiple degrees. She got four degrees, like Wendy mm-hmm. on Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, I can't stand that bitch. Wendy Osefo. <laughs> yes. I have four degrees. I, I am very educated. Yeah, but you don't know that your eyebrows are touching your hairline, girl. <laughs> she got the Teresa Giudice hairline, girl. It's no, like... she got that Tito Jackson hairline, <laughs> where it's like this. Was it, is it even her hairline, or is it just like the baby hairs plucked on her lace wig, on her lace front? I don't know, but it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a whole hot entire yeah. mess. I do not like her whatsoever. Them Potomac girls. Ugh, miss yeah. me. 
Oh man. But Mm-mm-mm. that's about it. Speaking of education, yeah. this takes us to our next topic. And 2020 would not be 2020 with we can't have nothing, no bit of joy. Because on Saturday night, everybody was so excited about Joe Biden um, getting rid of Donald Trump. And then Sunday morning, (laughs) Jesus Christ, we found out that one of my favorite Canadians passed away, Alex Trebek, host of Jeopardy for ever. Forever. (laughs) Yeah. Passed away. He had... um, Stage four pancreatic cancer. He lasted a long time. He got diagnosed a while ago. Mm-hmm. And that usually that usually takes them out quick. They got Patrick Swayze. He got Aretha. Now it took another one. Wow. Right. And like he was working up until rather recently. Yeah. So well they what they do is they film a lot of the episodes. In, okay. So they can film like a whole season and maybe like a few weeks. Mm. So it's my understanding that they filmed up until at least Christmas. Got it. His last episode is going to be on Christmas Day, which God, y'all need to find so another sad. day. Yeah, that's just dramatic. It's, yeah. No. Yeah. Like he needs a in memoriam at the Grammys, the Oscars, the Emmys, all of the, them. Definitely the Emmys, like everything. Yeah, because that's television. Yeah. But like, I love Alex Trebek. I mean, I just remember like, Jeopardy was utilized as a game. Well, it was, it was a game in all of my classes, in geography, hmm. math, and English. You always played Jeopardy at school. Playing Jeopardy mm-hmm. was like, the next best thing is to when they wheeled in the TV on the cart. Like <laughs> either, if, if, if we couldn't have a movie day, at least let's play Jeopardy. I just remember that in elementary school. And then mm-hmm. I just always loved, you know, beating my contestant or my comp- my opponent rather because they didn't answer in the form of in a question. question. Yeah. Or, and I still watch it all the time. And it was always my dream to like go on Jeopardy. I actually took the test once. That's another thing. I don't know a lot <laughs> about art and like European white people. So I didn't do too great. But pop culture, absolutely amazing. But I just, um, I love Alex Trebek. I love the show. And mm-hmm. I'm, I was really sad. I mean, I wasn't Tina Marie sad, but I was almost there. Pretty sad. I, mm-hmm. I shed a tear. I had a moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I know that Ken Jennings is an executive producer. Ken Jennings is the winningest contestant on Jeopardy. And I know he's an executive producer on the show now. And I heard on the internet there was talks of him replacing Alex Trebek mm-hmm. um I'm like no don't do it you so just let the show end just let it end just let it end like something but they end. won't because they won't they got Drew like, Carey on the prices right now and it's horrible terrible yeah and he's been there for years at this mm-hmm. point but I I think because he did have such a connection to that show they either just need to take a long break, like a long one, and let mm-hmm. like the time pass and let people get used to him right. not being there. But when they come back, I, just end the show. I say just end it because it's just, just not end it, right? It's not I mean, some things don't work. Like one of my old people things that I also love is Sunday morning. I watch Sunday mm-hmm. morning most Sunday mornings. 
with, it used to be with George Osgood, and ever since they replaced him with Jane Pauley, it just hasn't been the same. I just can't get into it, sorry. I know that I'm not going to watch Jeopardy with anyone else besides Alex Trebek. I don't know if they have to call Kanye and they need to get a hologram or they need to just like utilize his voice. But if that's what you have to do, that's what you need to do. You need to like immortalize Alex Trebek. Otherwise, I'm not really interested. Yeah. Or you have to change it so much that it's not even recognizable to the Jeopardy that I know. Then what's the point? Just create a whole other show because it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, like I'm distraught because we, when we were growing up, we used to watch it every night and it was like our family thing. We would sit down and we would like keep score and like it was very intense. Like my brothers and I and our mom, we would almost every night watch um, Jeopardy and just like the trivia and like you didn't know something. Then we would like go afterwards and like look it up, like research it and mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of challenge each other, like kept us on our toes. And it was just like, it was our thing. And yeah. I just can't imagine that show with anybody else. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can't get another Mr. Rogers. Nope. Just gotta let it go. Just yeah. Let it go. Oh, well, may you rest. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. He had all the answers. All the answers. He could have been president. <laughs> He's Canadian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's, 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 let's bring it up. It is time for I said what I said. Do you want to go first? I feel like you should go first. My I said what I said is going to be very quick this week. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time on CNN. And for the most part, I really like the um, host, Anderson Cooper. Uh, he called the orange person ob- an obese turtle. Yes. An obese turtle on its back. Its back flailing, flailing in the flailing hot sun. In the hot sun. Ooh, I died. And blade and... the match on in a piece of marble <laughs> and put it on a wall. Like, right. Beautiful. That, yeah, that was a read. Um, Abby Phillips is amazing. Beautiful, gorgeous chocolate. Gorgeous. gorgeous. She is so intelligent. So intelligent. And she will get them hoes together. She's very, you know, very composed. And if they say something, she'll get you back. But it's going to be so polished, so eloquent. And Mama right. will get you together. Um, Dana Bash, I don't really feature her too much because she was always, like, harping on the, um, this is such an important moment for Black people. This is, And Abby's sitting there like, girl, like. Calm down. <laughs> Summer that's down. my line. Like I should be the one talking about how historic this is for black people. Like you, you can talk pump about the women. brakes. Yeah. <laughs> talk about the women, but pump the brakes on the black women or the black right. people stuff. Because you she was just on 10. Jake Tapper, I like. Um, but then they had like a, a larger table and Dan Rick Jones. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Rick Santorum was on there. And I was like, girl, first you got on them Chuck Taylors, but in a suit, but you were just saying the most ridiculous stuff. I know you have to have like 
the whole Megan McCain has to have the counterpoint to everything. Mm-hmm. But he was being the Megan McCain of that <laughs> panel. But girl, just don't. Beside him was Van Jones. Mm-hmm. Girl, you are not the spokesperson for Black people. You are not. And you are secretly working with Trump. You in the same um, group as Ice Cube and Steve Harvey. We ain't forget that Steve Harvey. Um, <laughs> Kanye West and all the people trying to gain jockey for some kind of position in power. And you're praising that clown talking about this was the day he became president. And he gave some like dumbass comment about something. And in this moment, this is when Donald Trump became a president. And my like, girl, shut the fuck up. So anyway, fast forward to they announced Joe Biden as the president. Van Jones gets into all his histrionics and he's trying to win an Emmy and he starts crying and boohoo and all this stuff. And it's like, girl, okay, like save it because I don't believe you, number one. Mm-hmm. And then you black when you want to be black, but then you front the rest of the time. And you're so out of touch with the black community that you said that Kamala Harris walked on stage to Beyonce. Beyonce. It's clearly Mary. Everybody knows that. Like, Come on, Phaedra. <laughs> everybody knows that Kamala Harris always every single time no matter the stage the event the speech she's walking out or walking off to work that by Mary J Blige that is her get hype song mm-hmm. every single time and this motherfucker is gonna say this is such a moment for black people can you believe the vice president elect of the United States walked on stage to a Beyonce song, a Beyonce song. A Be- he repeated it like multiple times. And even Dana Bash was like, girl, that ain't Beyonce. And don't, don't insult Beyonce. Like Beyonce sung at the inauguration twice. Like Beyonce ain't new to this, she treated this. And that ain't nowhere near a Beyonce song. Nowhere near. So. Two separate categories of artists. Yeah, but Both that's just how in their own right. Yes, you have the queen of <laughs> hip hop, soul, and R and B, and then you have Beyonce, and <laughs> I just like that's just how out of touch Van Jones is. Like you don't CNN, y'all just need to take him off because he is so out of touch with black people. He doesn't speak for us. You don't mm-hmm. represent us at all. Simply. If I had to boil it down to one thing, like that's all the evidence you need right there. You need to get fired. And I said what I said. Yeah, I hear you. Because Van Jones also like, he forget, like people are quick to forget that um, the internet will always remain undefeated. The internet always has the receipts. The internet got me through last week with the memes and gave me so much joy. Yeah. Um, if I can give the meme creators tens, <laughs> they're the real winners. They're the best because the last I got, whoever made yeah. that Avengers situation, did you see the Avengers? Yes, I saw it. They need an Oscar. Give it to them now. Editing, sound mixing, writing, casting, 
It was great. Just give, so just the give them a job because they obviously <laughs> have way too much time on their hands. Way too much. Y'all, somebody hire them. Please. Real quick. They have, they have skills. They have skills. They do. My bad. I'm sorry. But yeah. no, to your point, it's just like, man, you forget, that, like, there's pictures of you hanging out with Ivanka and Jerry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, pushing up to Trump, trying to get a little position. Like, that's not cool. So I, um, I'm not gonna lie. When Van's speech, where he was having that thing of solitary tear and saying it's easy to be a father, I did connect with it because again, it went back to that collective, a sigh of relief that I felt like the country and the world breathed. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you're not really the. He communicated in an emotional way, so I did connect to it and I did feel it was genuine. But I was like, we also got the receipts on you, girl, and. I, I've always had a tricky situation and feeling with Van Jones. And um, he needs some new glasses. Like, girl, them rimless are not working for you. Them brown, no, honey, no man. Have, those have not been in style since Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut like, it. They're not. They're not working, girl. Stop. But yeah. Anyway. I didn't know he was a daddy. I always thought he was gay. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was trying to get it in with um Dom, but Dom don't like black men. Sorry. Oh, I mean what? I mean we don't know that to be true. But Dom said he's beginning called a faggot and an N word for the past. Yes. Now years. that speech was more poignant. See, Van Jones was trying to do what Don Lemon had did. I actually think right. Don's came after, but still, the speech still. that Don gave was mm-hmm. very touching. And it, it really spoke to, you know, the fears and the anxieties and the, the anguish that people have been experiencing for the past four years. Mm-hmm. So, right. Tens for you, Miss Lemon. Right. Well, um, my said what I said this week goes to the, not necessarily the media, but I just think people on social media and certain celebrities who feel the need to kind of analyze election results after uh, it was called. And you know, I know the New York Times and other polls had exit polling data that came out that said, you know, 55% of black, uh, oh, no, sorry, 55% of white women voted for Trump up 2% from last election. That doubled the amount of um, black men, uh, black was, Latino, well, and, and also LGBT white men or well, gay white men voted for Donald Trump like in double, like double the amount of 2016. So it's like, well, what's that about? But I feel like there's always like, you know, a statistician or some kind of data that comes out during these election exit polling that lets you know who voted for um, whom. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people kind of like to take that information and claim credit. And I think what it does sometimes is it causes uh, dissension within the Democratic Party. And I also feel like we're at this particular breaking point where I feel like if at any point in time, America was to kind of uh, abandon this two-party system and potentially become a three and or four-party system, it could happen now. I feel like you have the Trump people who are gonna be like super, super conservative, crazy, radical, ridiculous. Then you have like your conservative Republicans. Then you have your conservative Democrats. And then you have your super, super progressives on the other end. And I feel like that the climate 
it feels palpable that that could happen at this time because I see there's so much division with each of the parties mm -hmm. people aren't really happy but back to the point of with the statistics of well, what group got it done what group got him in the White House and I feel like black women obviously are claiming that credit because it goes to that 91 percent it goes to people like Amanda Seals and Sonny Hostin who had that oh no it's not Amanda I know you don't feature her but she was a part mm -hmm. of that campaign earlier this year where they said, Biden, we demand that you pick a black woman as you're running me. We demand that you get a, give us a black woman Supreme Court justice. We demand- Don't give Amanda her. that much credit. She couldn't even get her storyline together well, on Instagram, she was... so. <laughs> okay, don't come for Tiffany. I love Tiffany. Okay. Uh, but I think that black women are, are clearly, and I'm this is not an attack on them, are clearly a group that has been solid in their support and has showed out and showed up and gotten this done. You have to look. Um, the mayor of Atlanta that changed the election is Keisha Lance Bottoms. A woman, Stacey Abrams, worked to get 800,000 people elected and they all supported a black woman. It's just, it's undeniable that black women held it down for us, as they always do. But I think that within other groups, like there was um, controversy with Eva Longoria because she was speaking and she Ooh. was like, um, Latino women were the heroines of this election. The true heroines. The true heroines. And the way in which she said it was, it could be construed as if it was discounting the work of Black people and or specifically Black women. And then she kind of like came out with a statement to clean up her priors, a written statement to clean up her fire statement saying, mm -hmm. that's not what I meant. It was misconstrued. Actually, um, what I meant was Black women, well, Latino women voted more in favor of Biden than Latino men. But we know that men, even Black men, vote for Trump more. So what were you really saying, sis? Like the way it came across, I feel like although that data and information is important for strategic purposes and for polling purposes and data, at, at this point, it's like, let's not focus on that. Is that more divisive than it needs to be? How about let's focus on, well, these people with this group of values voted this way and these people with this group of values didn't. And I think that, um, all these various groups kind of having this infighting contributes more to that climate of division within the party. And I think that if we kind of stop looking at identifiers of people who voted the way that they did and who had a higher percentage or more credit towards getting this result, I don't know how that's necessarily helpful because now that you have that information, then what do you do? Um, so that's kind of my what I said, because I see on social media, there's like a lot of fighting and bickering because everyone wants to claim credit for this win. And I, don't, I just don't see what, what, what fruit that yields. Well, the people who I see claiming credit who are getting a lot of backlash are, everybody's coming out of the woodwork now and saying, mm -hmm. posting their Biden-Harris pictures and, you know, we won, congratulations, but had never previously said anything in support or of, or endorsed, you know, Biden mm -hmm. or Harris. And so a lot of those are coming out now and it's like, well, bitch, where were you six months ago? Like nothing. And so it's a lot of that, like kind of hopping on the bandwagon and people right. who are, it's kind of like, when you know like this group is winning the war and then you join it at the very last minute because you want to be mm -hmm. a part of it of the movement too. And yeah. it's like, girl, mm, no. you're a hot girl. Right. It's like, hot shit. it's like not <laughs> <laughs> not quite. 
But yeah, Evil Longoria's. I watched her that clip of this of her being interviewed, and I think what she was trying to say because I don't know the media outlet that she was on. Maybe it was Telemundo or Univision or something. Mm-hmm. But Mama was because so the guy interviewing her was saying, you know, black women turned out and ninety one percent of the vote, yada yada yada. So I get the sense that she was trying to say or she should have prefaced it with well in the latin x community latin women are the true heroines because she was saying how they pay the bills they you know do this they take care of the kids they handle the household finances you know x y and z so maybe she was trying to say that on wisteria lane the latina x women do x y and z what she said was of little value because women across all racial groups and ethnic groups were the heroines within that racial or ethnic community so it really doesn't go towards latina women it just goes towards poor women right because if you're going to look at a racial or ethnic group outside of african-americans native peoples were hella down i think they were also in the low 90 percent in terms of support Ooh. for biden native americans no, people. honey, they showed up and showed out. They showed up down to for New Biden, Mexico, Arizona, yeah, Arizona, yeah. So, like yeah. I'm saying, but in, in the, like, like they come, they they did more so in the numbers perspective than Latinos. So, like again, I, her argument, but women are always more supportive. Women are more progressive. But to me, it's always I like statistics. I like I think that in a former life, maybe I was a statistician, but clearly not now because I don't do numbers. But if you look at like demographics by race, college education, metropolitan versus rural area, um, white. If you're a man, you're probably more likely to vote for Trump. If you're rural, you're more likely. There's all these other factors. And I just think that, I don't think that it's valuable because the discussion ends there. So I said what I said. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the Republican party is that no matter what, they know how to coalesce. And it's like, we got white bread, that's it. That's Bologna, it. that's it. Man, but in the, <laughs> not even mayonnaise. Not even some Duke's mayonnaise. <laughs> but um, in the Democratic Party, and I've said this so many times, is that we've got so many people trying to be the first something or trying to be the most important something in this group mm-hmm. that is so diverse. And then people just get so fractured and split. And it's so easy for that to happen. And the Republicans capitalize on that every single time. Every time. Every time. Like, look, we're not going to get into it, but it happens. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to our next and our favorite segment. It is time for tens, tens, tens across across the the board. So I spoke earlier about how I was experiencing insomnia or just waking up in the middle of the night to check on the election results all week. And one of those times I was just watching the TV and I saw a commercial that brought me to tears. It was just the most touching thing I had seen. It um, made me feel like a human being, not like just like this machine waiting for results for an election during that week. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, it, it touched me. I, I texted you about it. I was like, oh my God, yeah. I saw the best thing ever. It brought mm-hmm. me to tears. It was a 30 second commercial for Etsy. 
Etsy is a company that like people sell their handmade goods and stuff on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the commercial, I'm gonna just quickly explain it. A black guy and another black guy pull up to the house and one guy looks nervous and he's like, it's okay, they're gonna love you. They knock you on like the door. Kanye too. A little bit. Okay, not just a little Kanye. bit. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's like, it's okay, they're gonna love you. The family opens the door. They usher the guy that they know that is a part of the family in. The mm-hmm. other guy's kind of left in the foyer, taking off his shoes. And then they go, and they're kind of sitting by, like, on the floor, and the family's eating. There's all this holiday ruckus. And you could tell he was, like, nervous and didn't feel apart and was just really, like, just a lot of nervousness. Mm-hmm. And then there's an older, gray-haired Black man who's, like... The, the, the commercial makes you think like he's like the head of the family or, or yeah. just an elder yeah. comes up to the two young black men and says and hands him a gift the get the man that's a guest and says welcome to the family is that maybe he says that or he's like he says something like no he says we didn't forget about oh, you yeah he says that we didn't forget about you he opens the gift and it's mm-hmm. like a needle point of him and his boyfriend and it yeah. has their names underneath it and he said welcome to the family yeah and just the look on his face it was so touching to me on so many levels because specifically it was two black men were in a gay relationship, meeting the family for the first time, which is already a heightened experience. Always, yeah. Meeting the family on the most important holiday for many Black families during the year, Christmas or Christmas time. All and, the... Okay, now we're Go ahead. That. No, like, go ahead. Uh-uh. Like, not feeling sure if he'd be received well by the family, not mm-hmm. knowing what his history is with his own family, and kind of feeling, like, unsure of himself, wanting to make a good impression, you know, wanting to be a part, and then specifically the thing that was most touching was the fact that the male head of the family reached out to him, gave him a gift. Not, not one of the women in the family. And that's not right. a disparagement to women, but I think mm-hmm. that gay men are oftentimes more accepted by women. Right. Because yeah. it's not as taboo or it's not an affront or it's not a, 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 um, an attack on masculinity. I think that women kind of bring or more accepting of gay men. I think that's across. They need to get their hair done and get their clothes together. Right. They just want to get their makeup done. Understand it. But the fact that the man, the the lead man of the family, extended Mm -hmm. that offering to him and welcomed him to the family was so touching. It brought me to tears. I was a wreck. I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt recognized and i just want to thank etsy i want to thank whoever the director of this commercial was i want to thank um the casting and everything it touched me and this goes to show you that representation does matter the fact that a 30 second christmas commercial brought me to my knees in tears it was powerful it was impactful i felt seen thank you etsy for that commercial tens 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 i think it was the first time i gave tens to like a non-person, but the moment touched me. I'm still touched. Yeah, it was, it was good. Beautiful. It was good. Did you Please see the Amazon one? Show notes. I did not. So the Amazon one had this girl. She's a black ballerina, and she, um, I guess, won the starring role in this ballet. And then coronavirus hit, and everything is canceled. And she's like, you know. It has no words. It has very few words in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's looking at the 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 flyer for the thing, and she's like, you know, you can see this anguish on her face that, oh, I finally got this 
leading role, but I'm not going to be able to perform because of the Rona. And so right. she's, um, you know, like still practicing. She's running to into people like in her building. She's practicing like in the hallway. And so the community kind of bands together and they put on this show for her on the roof of the building. And she's like out dancing in the snow in this, um, doing this performance. She has on the full costume, like she's on point. She has on the, this like um, crown kind of thing. And then the guy who I think she has a crush on is what I get from the from the video, from the commercial. But she, um, they run into each other when she's practicing in the hallway. And then mm-hmm. he sees the flyer, and then he goes to Amazon and orders like this flashlight, so he can like put the spotlight on her while she's doing the thing. And it was very very special. It was very cute. I'll put the the link the link to that commercial too. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Put the links in our show notes. We are all yeah. into holiday season. It is officially <laughs> Mariah Carey season, Christmas it time. Yeah. That commercial, it touched me. Yeah. It was good. It was so good. Ten. Ten, What's ten, your ten, ten. this week? So I do want to give a special 10 to all the Black women out there who voted, who turned this election out. Um, yes. There was this... Um, lady being interviewed, I believe it was on CNN, and she was like, you know, don't just thank Michigan, you need to thank Detroit. Don't mm-hmm. thank Georgia for flipping blue, you need to thank Atlanta. Don't thank Pennsylvania, you need to also thank Philly. Yeah. And so that was a special moment. So tens for all the people who voted and got this orange thing out. But my tens, oh, and then also to um, Karine Jean-Pierre and yes. Simone Sanders. Sanders. You know, she was senior advisor to the Biden campaign. Mama was like getting knocked over and pushed down, down at the rallies. And like, but she didn't let that phase her. She said, I'm going to get y'all together in this election. And she did. So 10 were definitely the two of them. But my real 10s this week goes to the um, new coronavirus task force that was announced today by the transition team. It's um, 13 scientists, scholars, public health officials, um, has a former Surgeon General on there, but is also co-chaired by, I forget her first name, but Dr. Nunez Dash Smith, um, (laughs) the Black lady. And as much as I respect Dr. Fauci and Debbie as Trump called her or Dr. Burks. Dr. Bricks. Burks, yeah. Burks, yeah. Cause she always gave you a nasty scarf. And I'm like, Mama, it is not that cold in there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sitting under the vent or something? But um as much as I respect them, like they allowed so much misinformation up until recently, like now they're speaking out. But like, girl, you're standing right beside him and he's up at that podium talking nonsense. And right. you're just like, mm-hmm, yep, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, I know you're trying to keep your job, but girl, like you, <laughs> you look like a fool. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Biden and Kamala Harris announced that they were going to, on Monday, you know, announce their coronavirus task force, let the science lead and, you know, really get us together because as much as people are wanting to celebrate and, you know, this new era that's coming in, 
you know, the message kept being coronavirus is still real. It's still out here. We want, you understand you want to celebrate, but you still need a social distance. Still need to wear your mask. A lot of people still had on their mask though. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. They just want to listen. But, um, but yeah, so tense for that. We're going to get this together as soon as we can. I was so excited to see that one of their first, you know, moves is to really get this situation together. Under control. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, awesome. We want to thank you guys so much for this show this week. I feel like my level of excitement is high. I just want to say that, like, on Saturday and Sunday, the air smelt different, the sunshine different. <laughs> I'm just feeling optimistic. Yeah. I think the it's thing great. that did it for me was knowing that he had to drive through all the people celebrating <laughs> to get back to the White House because he uh -huh. was out golfing. He was out golfing. Yes. When the news dropped. Child. That goes to show. <laughs> Oh, girl. That was hilarious to me. Yes. God bless America. God bless our new president, President elect. Yes. And that fireworks show and the drone show was everything. Yes. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to this show. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. 46, we out. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.